So one night this past summer, my family was staying in a hotel room watching a little TV. During Is It Cake, there were, of course, commercials. Now, our daughter really hadn't seen a ton of commercials before, so we started explaining that they're trying to sell us stuff that we don't need by convincing us that what we already have is not enough. And that by having that thing, we will finally have enough and be happy. Then the examples started rolling in. You have to have this new pair of shorts. They will make you healthy and attractive. So he asked, do shorts make you healthy? And she said, no. Good. So we asked, then a commercial came on for an enormous water squirter with children playing in the grass. So we asked, will an enormous water squirter make you have more friends? No, she said. So we're good. A cereal commercial came on and we almost lost her. Ravi, will a bowl of cereal turn the world into a rainbow? No, she asserted. Then a commercial for a pizza oven came on. <laughs> and it was smoky and huge, and it was for outdoor use only, and her eyes got big with that fake melty cheese, and she said, but it's so convenient. <laughs> so close. <laughs> we are taught a million times a day that what we have is not enough, that we need more, more stuff, more money, more space, and it wears on us, and it tries to make us afraid. What if I don't have enough, enough to provide for my family, for their bellies, for their dreams, for their happiness? When we internalize these messages that we don't have enough, enough time, money, or things, there is an even more nefarious side effect. It makes us want to protect and guard what we do have. And this mindset can put us in direct contradiction with who we want to be. So what do we do? We have a way into this question about enoughness in this week's Torah portion, Chaye Sarah. In this Parsha, Abraham sends his servant back to the land of Canaan to find a wife for his son, Isaac. The servant takes 12 camels and sets off on this great task. He creates for himself a test, saying, I will go to the women drawing water from the well, and I will tell them that I am thirsty. And the one who answers that she will draw water for me and also for all of my camels, that will be the one that Isaac should marry. And lo and behold, he says to this woman, whose name is Rebecca, that he is thirsty. And she says, I will get you water and also draw water for all of your camels. Clearly, she is the one. Our tradition comes to know Rebecca in this moment as a woman of great chesed, of kindness and compassion, and she surely is. But there's something else happening here too that is a defining quality of kindness. 
and it is challenged by the society that we live in. She is kind, but she is kind in the way where she is not afraid to give of herself and what she has freely. She doesn't think, ah, I got to get back to my tent. I don't have time for this guy. She doesn't think, if I expend all my energy on him, I will have nothing left for myself. And she doesn't think, if I give him my water, perhaps there will not be enough for me. Rebecca, in this moment, has found a way to live with a sense of enoughness. No one is telling her that she doesn't have enough. And she has no need to guard jealously what she does not have. It, it makes total sense they want water. We are literally talking about drawing water from the well. You got it, kiddo. <laughs> right? She, she, no one, there's no commercials telling her, do you also need water? Yes. Okay. All is good. All is good. Right? <laughs> we do. We need Rebecca in this world. It's so very true. Right? And she doesn't, she does not guard jealously anything about the resources that she has. And it's not because she's wealthy. No one has endless energy to give. But in her mind, whatever she does have is enough. Such that it is enough for her to be able to share it without fear. Upon learning who this servant is, she continues. She says, oh, come home with me. Gam teven, gam mispo ravi imanu, gam makom lalon. Three gams. There is also straw, also much feed for your animals, and also plenty of space to sleep in. Gam vagam vagam. Also and also and also. An endless well of shareable resources. She doesn't seem to be afraid that anything will get used up or that she will be diminished by sharing. And yet, Rebecca, this same Rebecca, also ends up struggling with this enoughness mindset. Later, she'll have two sons, Jacob and Esau, and she will accept that there is not enough blessing to go around, not enough love, not enough status or inheritance for them both. And she crafts a situation in which Jacob takes it all and leaves Esau with nothing because that part of her life does not nurture the idea of enoughness. And she will go along with it because she must, but it will take something from her. She will lose both her children in the process. Esau will become angry and distant, and Jacob will run away from home with fear that Esau will kill him. Ironically, it is only in her living as if there is not enough that she becomes diminished. The mindset of gam vagam vagam, also and also and also, is her essence. But it became harder for her to access here, like it is hard for all of us. The consequences of living in a society that make us afraid that we do not have enough is that our natural inclination and our Jewish values to give and to share and open our homes and our pockets is challenged and sometimes squelched, winning over who we want to be. Many of us want to give like Rebecca. We see people who live in our streets, children without enough food, people who are suffering, and it breaks our hearts. And we want a gam vagam vagam Rebecca mindset 
a quick and easy open hand, no questions asked, to give of our time and our energy and our resources. And we do give in so many ways. But I think for many of us, we also feel tugged to limit our giving by the fear that we are taught. What if there's not enough? And our learned instincts kick in to be guarded with what we do have. And the contradiction can be very painful. So here's what I want to suggest. It is okay to struggle with this. That Rebecca, the one who's known for her great generosity and kindness, struggled with this. That we all do. But that we can use this time to practice, to exercise our gamva gamva gam muscle, to test out what it feels like to live and to give from a sense of enoughness. We're coming up on a secular and Jewish season of giving and of need. Thanksgiving as an American holiday with all of its great historical flaws is also a time when we think about gratitude for what we do have, how to see it as enough and how to share it with others. Whether what we have is money or time or skills or energy or space. And Hanukkah won't be far behind asking us to think about what generosity is inside and outside of our families. And in the midst of all of this, there are tons of collections and drives that happen, providing opportunities for us to give openly and freely food and coats and toiletries and Amazon lists for struggling families, refugees and children, things that offer dignity and warmth and love to those in need. The ability to overcome our society's deeply ingrained cynicism and fear-mongering, it's not one in a day. But if we take time to talk about it, our inclinations towards giving freely and also our anxieties about what that might mean, and to test drive, being like Rebecca at the well, maybe we'll find that feeling our enoughness is more invigorating, connective, and hopeful than those commercials let on. As we practice, may we find too that living gam vagam vagam does not diminish us at all, but builds us up and others through us. Shabbat shalom.